2: Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 12 years now, we've been asking the franchise entrepreneurs one one I'm your host, Marty McDermott, and I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and we have a great show today. We're meeting with the founder of Delta Restoration Services, Mike Mastos, and Delta Restoration Services has tripled its presence in the past 12 months and is set to add several dozen more locations this year. The Property Restoration franchisor is investing heavily in its training and support functions, including building a state-of-the-art flood house training facility in Denver. And we're going to talk to Mike about that in just a moment on Franchise Interviews. So stick around because we have a great show.
1: The Stone Coat Franchise Opportunity. Are you looking for a unique and lucrative franchise opportunity? If so, take a look at Stone Coat. With a patented process which creates a true stone finish on almost any wall or ceiling, Stone Coat is a true game-changing product in the multi-billion dollar construction industry. Stone Coat is applied faster, cleaner, and cheaper than conventional quarried stone, which saves both time and money. With advantages in remodel and new construction of both residential and commercial projects, Stone Coat is a true crossover product. The Stone Coat Franchise Opportunity provides a low startup cost, low operating expenses, comprehensive training, ongoing support, and no royalty payments. For more information on the Stone Coat Franchise Opportunity, go to www.stonecoatfranchise.com. That's www.stonecoatfranchise.com, or call us at 972-380-2700. That's 972-380-2700.
0: Hi, this is Connie McDermott, Administrative Assistant for Franchise Interviews, LLC, and you're listening to Franchise Interviews.
1: Franchise Interviews. From Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews.
2: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 12 years now, we've been asking the Franchise Entrepreneurs a warm one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews. And as we were saying earlier, we have a great show today. We're meeting with the founder of Delta Restoration Services, Mike Mastos. Delta Restoration Services has tripled its presence in the past 12 months and is set to add several dozen more locations this year. The Property Restoration Franchiser is, is investing heavily in its training and support functions, including building a state-of-the-art floodhouse training facility in Denver. Hi, Mike. How are you? Welcome to the show.
3: Great, Marty, and thanks so much for having me on. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk to this incredible brand that we've created.
2: Uh, thank you, Mike. This is my pleasure. We always like to ask our guests where you're calling from this morning, Mike.
3: Uh, beautiful Denver, Colorado.
2: Ah, and it is beautiful there, isn't it?
3: <laughs> it, it is beautiful here, and a lot of people want to move here. It's one of the fastest-growing markets in the country, so we're we're glad to be here. That's fantastic.
2: Uh, you're no stranger to franchising, Mike, are you? You know, I was reading about your background. It's really, I mean, it's it's, it's very impressive. Maybe you know we could talk a little bit about the history of Delta Restoration Services because I have a feeling you know your background kind of ties into the whole history, doesn't
3: it? It does. I can go back about, oh my gosh, over 30 years. um, I started out in insurance. uh, Ironically, door-to-door sales out of college, very humbling. And then I was uh, presented and found a really good opportunity in California with a textile cleaning company that was uh, very much emerging called ChemDry Mm
4: -hmm.
3: and started with the original founder, Bob Harris, in California. And we were selling one franchise per day and Got involved wow. in, in a retail line from the product, International Franchise. And I was given uh, a, a really good opportunity at a young age to, uh, to jump into the fray of a lot of entrepreneurial activities within franchising. But one thing I saw working for carpet cleaning was that many of them were emerging into this new industry called property restoration.
4: Right. And
3: I was fascinated by it. So um, long story short... I decided to open up a restoration firm, full-service property restoration in Southern California. And people hadn't heard of that space before. We were kind of mm-hmm. at the forefront of it. My partners and I um, built it to about a 50-person, four-location company. It's still very successful today. And got back into franchising with a concept that was trying to launch nationally. I shouldn't say trying. They were—they they had a footprint uh, mm-hmm. Of about one hundred and twenty five units nationally, actually full service property restoration, but they really didn 't have their head completely around the dynamics of that business. They really came from a right. cleaning end um, and that that business model actually morphed back into emergency services only. Um, I then I, I say I went to the dark side. Um, I had a lot of insurance contacts. And a lot of people in the industry wanted me to come in and do claims consulting. And I went, well, okay, I'll I'll jump into the fray. They gave me the worst of the worst to begin with. But over about a six-year period, I built a really good team of people, and we handled a lot of complex issues, the mold issues in California and Texas. We handled all the major catastrophes from the Charlies to the Katrinas. But what it did for me, Marty, was it really opened my eyes to the other side of the business and really taught me what the claim cycle was like, taught me what Mm -hmm. the uh, restoration industry either did or did not do to pair up with the carrier. And those that really understood the carrier end of it, the adjuster end, the policy end of it, um, had great margins, great relationships, uh, but they were few and far between. So I guess in hindsight, that was probably one of the cornerstone um, turning points for me and I looked at the restoration industry and said, okay, I'm going to open up a restoration company. I'm going to build a model in what I thought was, still think, one of the toughest markets in the country, Denver, Colorado. We've mm-hmm. uh, got 300 and some competitors just in our backyard, and Denver's launched a lot of national brands in our space. So right. I figured, well, if I can do it here, I can do it anywhere, and built it around uh, the best practices that are already in the industry but much of that being aligned to the insurance relationship and the claim cycle and knowing what goes on behind the scenes to effectively and properly settle a claim. And that's a lot of what our, our operations, our procedures, our training are about. So um, built a business model here in Denver. Goal was five years, $5 billion. I figured that would be a, a good business model for people to aspire to want to. Right. The other thing I saw in our industry was a lot of my competitors didn't have operating models they had people that had been in different spaces at different places and they were at the or level. One thing cool about my team is that they've all been in the operating company. They've been in there, they've dealt with it. So a franchisee can't say, you don't know what you're doing because we have done it. And the people on my right. or team have all been in that space before. So uh, we started franchising about six years ago, mm-hmm. a little different twist on our business model. We've changed things since, HRI came aboard and then really in an excellent way um, and then um, franchised into about 16 markets through five years. And then the, you know, the, the aha moment was <laughs> I was acquired by uh, a company that I had started working for in my twenties, which was ChemDry. The HRI wow. portfolio was an enhanced ChemDry. And then my company, so I'm, I'm back on the HRI payroll again, ironic, but um, uh, we have had a Uh, A great opportunity crossing over a lot of the ChemDrys initially, that's our initial footprint. We're in the open market now, I can talk about that, but initially we made an exclusive offering only to the ChemDrys, and many of them were in the space before. Some of them are doing seven figures, but kind of by default, if there's such a thing, because the consumer still looks to carpet as someone that can handle water mitigation. Uh, right. But They didn't really have a vehicle to drive it in and now they're in Delta and they're looked at completely differently in their marketplaces. So, um, so I, you know, life kind of makes sense in the rearview mirror. I think, you know, I've, I've stayed close to this industry, franchising, insurance, uh, restoration my whole career and uh, it all kind of came together in the last year plus, particularly with HRI.
2: It's interesting. And listening to your story, Mike, it's like how you were saying, you know, the pieces really kind of came together as a puzzle, didn't they? You know, I mean, it was kind of yeah. like you were really destined to, to to go into this business. And, you know, when I have someone like yourself on the show, Mike, I always like to ask you, I mean, what do you, you obviously have this appreciation for franchising. What, what do you like most about franchising?
3: Uh, love the opportunity to take somebody who has an entre- entrepreneurial spirit, a drive, mm-hmm. and is, and is looking for that collaboration that direction that partnership and and i think that a good franchise or in any space you you see the brands that excel really understand Mm -hmm. that that relationship and it is it really is a true a two-way relationship uh and we're very franchisee centric Um, i think that's one of the things that i liked about the hri brand was um you know let's find out what our franchise thinks let's let let's find out what's going on in the field let's really collaborate with our team and um and I, and I love that part of the business. I really do. I think uh, I think of, of all the things that you can do. I think to mentor a business owner to be successful. I think is uh, is an accomplishment as a franchisor.
2: That's terrific. It sounds like you have an appreciation too, Mike. You know, as as uh, listening to you, you talk, you know, about you know models and systems, you know, and of course that goes along with franchising as well, doesn't it?
3: A- absolutely. I mean, that's really what our franchisees are paying for. Um, yeah. They want to be entrepreneurs. They want to you know, risk capital, risk assets, um, you know, put a lot on the line, but they want to have a proven system. And I think part of that is to not just have a system that's proven, but a system that evolves. And and I know with my brand and some of the better brands, um, I'm always very conscious as to how that brand continually evolves over the years to be relative. Um, And in our industry, the insurance restoration industry, we're chasing, you know, Fortune 500 companies, and, and mm-hmm. they're constantly evolving their practices and, 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 their, and how they handle their adjustments and their field operations, and, and we need to be in step with that. So I think that's also part of that, that dynamic is not just to have a, a platform that's successful today, but to continually to be um, kind of humbled and open-minded to what's changing in right. the marketplace on a daily basis.
2: That's terrific. If you were at a trade show, Mike, like a, a franchise trade show, you know, when someone came up to your booth and, you know, the typical question is always, you know, so what do you guys do? How, how do you typically describe the Delta franchise opportunity to the prospective franchisee?
3: So uh, di- differentiators, I mean, if, if they're mm-hmm. new to our space, then we talk about Delta, but many people then are going to look at our, our competitors in our space. So, um, Delta is a full service property restoration firm. So by full service, I mean that 80% of the people in our space only offer emergency services, which is typically water restoration. Um, Delta also couples that with reconstruction. So we have a, an opportunity for a franchisee to come in, emergency services only, and then within 36 months we can put them in a position to handle the cosmetic type reconstruction and restoration that really the carriers are looking for. There's no break in service and in relationships, and that knocks out the better-known national brands and a lot of the other local mom and pops around the country too. Uh, right. And then just a ton of differentiators. Um, we have uh, one of my cornerstones has always been education. Our industry has a very low barrier to enter. Um, And we are in uh, numerically about the top 1% of all restoration firms nationally based on the amount of training that our franchisees are required to have when they come on board. And then continual training has been a cornerstone. Um, So another dynamic that separates us is we created a proprietary software system for Delta. Uh, It's paperless, and it mimics – the claim cycle so we're seeing this and as as the world changes we're hearing this more and more but our industry was probably 70% blue collar 30% white collar Mm -hmm. five six years ago and that's flipped completely flipped. and and I'm seeing a lot of really good people and some of them are my friends they should buy a Delta but they're 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 being left behind because they're not keeping up with technology and again if we're really mirroring Who's paying us? Which is the insurance industry. We have to keep in tune with their their systems, their ways of communicating and documenting. So I think technology is is huge. We were the first firm seven eight years ago to uh, to conceivably go wireless and to have smart technology wow. tablets, smartphones, all in the field for all of our employees. And when a carrier or an adjuster says hey mike i'd like to see xyz report we can get mm-hmm. that to them in real time we're not having to chase it to the dashboard of right. the truck with a coffee stain on it two days later so um so so many differentiators i think that fall into our place but very tradable business very scalable business um we have a tremendous amount of support and i think we have a lot of competency and expertise at that support level having built the operating company and continue to oversee that
2: it must be interesting for you, Mike, because, again, you know, you've been doing this, you know, such a long time, you know, to see how really technology has played a role, you know, in your industry today. You know, you look back mm-hmm. and you say, God, how I, I did things, you know, 10, 20 years ago and how it's being done <laughs> right. today. But, I mean, technology is, is, is really critical. I mean, it, it's important to, to any any business evolving, isn't it, or any franchise evolving?
3: It it, it really is. And, um you know, it, it, technology as, as a general conversation on a platform, it's changing. We've got a generation that's coming up right now. Right. It's going to continue to evolutionize that, even on how we get business, how they make business decisions, how they transfer information, how they critique a firm. Um, and then I go back to that center point is who is your customer and who is your referral mm-hmm. source. And in, our, in our case, yes, we have a customer who's, whose home we're restoring, that will be taken care. Of. But that continual referral source is the insurance industry, and uh, they got a lot of money to spend on a lot of technology and a lot of efficiencies, and and they're looking to partner with firms that can uh, be in step with that. So uh, we feel Delta's in step with that, um, but is is constantly changing as well, even for us.
2: It's you know sounds like too Mike. I mean this is this is an emotional service isn't it i mean i imagine you know you probably have i mean hundreds of stories you know you you can tell me but i mean when someone's home or someone's business is is, is flooded it's it's a pretty emotional experience and again you know a lot better than i do um you know I, we live right by the delaware river and you know it, yep. only in 12 years i think it's flooded once you know and like the whole city was almost like underwater you know this is about a decade mm-hmm. ago but um I, I mean it must be an emotional service so so your your people i mean really have to have some type of empathy don't they
3: they, they they do they really do. Um, one of our our taglines in our industry uh, is creating peace of mind during uncertain times. That's on all of our vehicles. and yeah. we message that to our employees. And then another one of our messages is that we heal the customer before we heal the loss or we heal the damage. Right. Um, and um, okay. yeah, it, we we really break it down even when we take an incoming call in. Uh, we we want to train our people not to be robotic. One of the first questions right. we we'll ask is how are you? Is everybody okay? Yeah. Yeah. Um and, it's important. and the, absolutely. The, the the human touch is so important and, and people's biggest asset, their biggest investment is their home. And they come into right. their home as their sanctity and they pull up to their home at six o'clock at night when they're coming home from work and there's water coming out the front door. That's yeah. that's tough. Yeah. It's, it's of tough. course. It's very tough. Yeah.
2: The industry, I mean, it seems like it, it seems to get bigger and bigger, Mike. You know, it, it, I don't know if it's you know with, with global warming, you know, but you hear so much more about flooding today, you know, and things like that. You know, yeah. it just seems like the the industry seems to get bigger. I mean, I guess it's safe to say. I mean, you're in a pretty big industry, aren't you?
3: We we are. We're in a, a sixty billion dollar, pretty consistent wow. non catastrophe business, about two hundred million two hundred billion in commercial, and that's not taking into consideration all the spikes. Right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we uh, news travels very quickly. So, you know, you and I come home, and if, if something happened in Pennsylvania or California, we're going to hear it immediately. Right. Um, but, yeah, it's a recession-resistant industry, that's for sure. It's, it certainly isn't affected by any, you know, economic True. indicators or the equities market. Right. It, uh, uh, it does good anytime, uh, just because the supply line to that refrigerator ice cube maker is going to blow regardless of what the stock market's doing.
2: Right, that's true. That's true. What 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 do you typically look for? I mean, what types of characteristics do you look for in in your prospective franchisees, Mike, when you're you're meeting with them? I imagine you have you know you're looking for a certain type of trade or characteristic or maybe even experience. You know, what what do you look for?
3: Um, so so experience aside, we're looking for somebody that, and we go through, a, like any good franchise, or we go through a process of getting to know somebody, right. going through discovery days, application processes, multiple interviews. I'll have a founder's call with them. Um, we're, we're looking first and foremost for somebody who's entrepreneurial mm-hmm. um, right. and, and understands the commitment to a system or to a brand and then understands the space. One of the things you hit on earlier was being empathetic and having good people mm-hmm. skills. Right. If, if you don't have that, you can be the best at whatever mechanically, right, assembly sure. line, production, restoration, making a sandwich. But if you don't have the people skills um, yeah. and, and the drive to try to help people, I think that would be something that uh, we would look against. But we're looking for people who have those attributes. And there's a lot of people out there that that do, uh, particularly in this economy, and this world, that want to do uh, something good for people and give back to people and, 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 and earn a good living.
2: That's great. I, I was reading Mike about the um, the state of the art floodhouse house uh, training facility in Denver, and I said, "Wow!" I said, that, "That's that's very impressive." Maybe you could talk a little bit about the training. You know, what is it like? You know, for a new franchisee, do they come out to headquarters then for that? Is is that how it works?
3: Yeah, ab- absolutely. So we have a uh, we have a four week onboarding program, and then we have a one week training program, and then a one week field program. But in addition to that, our industry, like an ANSI or an OSHA, we have our own certification board. And some of the higher-level certifications are called Advanced Drying Specialist ASD or Flood House Training, where we'll actually bring uh, students in to our facility. Part of our facility is a warehouse. This is still under construction. Uh, And it's a 1,500-square-foot home in a warehouse built to code that we actually flood with 2,000 gallons of water And we train the franchisees on all best practices on how to properly mitigate, dry, extract, and bring that property back to pre-loss conditions.
4: Mm -hmm. Um,
3: We also have the ability to uh, create a heavy smoke loss uh, in the kitchen area, and we can train to smoke restoration, odor restoration, contract restoration. So um, those are all definite value adds to our system. Uh, again, separates us from our competition and then we can certainly bring that to our referral sources, carriers and say, Hey here's, here's how our Delta franchisees are trained and here's what makes us different and makes us better in best practices.
2: I was uh, watching the video, uh, Mike, uh, to a couple of the YouTube videos, you know, it was really, it was very impressive, you know, how, you know, your, your franchisees, they come into the home, you know, they put their, their plastic on their shoes, you know, they're like, it looks yep. like the red, yep. you know, so it matches the brand and everything like that, you know, and it's just, it, it, it's really very impressive. Um, my wife would appreciate that. A lot of times we have people come into the home, they won't even think about putting on anything on their shoes or anything like that, you know, they just run right. right in the house and leave a mud track and things like that, you know, and I, I just, I, I thought it it was very impressive, you know, how it just, you know, you really, you, you thought everything through and, you know, it sounds like, I mean, you, you do a lot of support for your existing franchisees as well, Mike, you know, with, with ongoing training, maybe you could talk a little bit about that as well. Cause I thought that was interesting.
3: We do. We do. So let me just, that red carpet treatment is something that's unique. So branding, physical appearance,
5: mm-hmm. proper
3: logoing, proper uniforms. It's, it's so important yeah. to us when we show up to a house, uh, we put a, a mat down in front of the door that has our logo on it. We put red booties on. It's great. And then we we put a protectant down throughout the whole house, depending on what the surface is. A red protectant to to show that we care about them and to protect right. the home. I mean, it goes both right. ways. But um, so that's important. So so to the second question, um, franchisee support. Um, we are on my my team. I've got specialists in restoration, construction, mitigation, mold. Finance. They're on call around the clock, and it makes our business a little bit different in the sense that mm-hmm. if a franchisee has an event in Dallas and they've never encountered it before, they can get on the phone and they can call our head of emergency services at 2 in the morning, and he's wow. going to pick up the phone call. and He's going to walk them through processes. Uh, he may do a Skype with them to see what it looks like, or he may get on the next flight to go out there to, to assign right. them in that um, so, so those things are important for us to to bring somebody into an organization, and say, look, you can provide these services yeah, even though you haven't provided them before, and we're here to assist and help you on that. And I think that has proven itself over time. Um, and then on, on training, we've aligned ourselves with, I think, the better industry experts to come in and to assist us and to continue to consult on uh, new technologies and on uh, new methods. I think that's important for us as well. Right. um we do uh we do weekly webinars that are subject specific uh we review every estimate that a franchisee creates uh for their first ninety days and beyond so we're making sure that there's accuracy to what they're presenting so the payments get made on time and they're accurate and the reputation of the the franchisee is recognized oh they do know what they're doing um right. for, so so supports so support's important i mean uh we have right. uh weekly calls with our franchises. Uh, for their first six months, when they come out of franchise training, um, and then we have some other support systems too to help them on their finances, make sure they're hitting their margins. So, um, a lot a lot goes into that that question, um, but I think it's important that uh, we do everything we can to make our franchisees successful.
2: That's terrific. I imagine every day is, even though it is a franchise, you know, so you're you are following the system and the model, but right. it seems to me, Mike, too, that you know that every day is probably a little bit different, isn't it? And I, I think that's probably one of the beauties of, of your, your model, isn't it? Is that, you know, probably no two days are really exactly alike, are they?
3: They're not. I I, I think that's what's kept me in the business all these years, too. Yeah. Um, if you want to wake up and do the same thing every day, this probably isn't for you. But if mm-hmm. you want to wake up and be challenged by – new customers, new referral sources. And then the project itself is, is going to be different every time. Um, every, every event is going to be different. Every home is going to be built differently. Um, and you have to uh, kind of enjoy that type of unpredictability uh, in our industry because it is, it is uh, different. And then you'll have disasters. You'll have you know, floods or hailstorms that maybe right. add to that revenue in your market area too. And that, that also is another dynamic.
2: Did you have anything, you, you probably have, I was saying earlier, Mike, you probably have a thousand stories of you and I were having a cup of coffee together, but does, does one thing stand out? I mean, what's been one of the most interesting things that's happened to you since launching Delta?
3: You know, I, I think, I think two things. Good question. Um, I think coming into Denver and uh, kind of mentioned that earlier. Denver, I think is the, is the toughest market in the industry yeah. for restoration. And mm-hmm. it really is. And And we found that, Um, Our standards being what they are here with our operating company um, make it easier, but um, we realize how difficult our market is, and that makes it easier to go into other markets.
2: Sure, Um, that makes sense.
3: And then really the second part of the question, I think think it's the little things. Um, um, I'm front line often on large projects. I help build the operating company. Um, I can remember going into uh, a fire loss. And mm-hmm. the house was devastated. Um, the, the family had multiple relatives living in the house. Uh, it, was, it was devastating. They had to move out of their home. Oh, and my. I did one thing. I took a, a wedding picture they had, a framed wedding picture, and I pulled it out immediately and I put it in the trunk of my car and I had it professionally restored. And it took about wow. three days to have it cleaned up. And I brought it back to them. And Again, they've got a six-figure loss. They've lost everything. Right. That picture right. set the tone for that relationship. Um, yeah. I could tell the wife was kind of the gatekeeper. Not that she wasn't <laughs> comfortable with Delta, but um, right. I got a big hug. She started to cry. Yeah. And so I think the little things like that, those aha moments where, you know, you're you're in business, you're in restoration, you're in construction, but those little things, and I've got a a, a a book of stories that are that small that made that big of a difference. Um, so yeah, I mean, th- 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 those are my takeaways from the industry: is that it really is dealing with people at a, at a very difficult time and 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 finding out really where their their pain is and what that is and what you can do to help them.
2: Yeah, that's a great that's a great story, Mike. I'm sure they were they were very grateful. You know, like you said, pictures and things like that. It's it, it's really and that's what I was saying earlier. You know, it's it's really it's an emotional service. You've been doing this such a long time now, Mike. So, I mean, when I have someone on the show like yourself, you know, one of the questions I like to ask is, you know, what advice would you give to our listeners in their quest to buy a franchise, Mike? Because, you know, there, it seems like there's so much out there today more than ever. Right? It seems yeah. a little bit overwhelming for a lot of our listeners. For, from everything you've learned up to this point, what advice would you give to our listeners in their quest to buy a franchise?
3: Find something you're passionate about. I mean, Mm -hmm. uh, be be a little bit of an introvert and find out what makes you tick as a person, what you want to do every day. Uh, If it's restoration, you know, find out what this world is like. Find out what the education requirements are like or the technology. And then do you have the people skills dealing with difficult customers or dealing with traumatized customers? And And if that's a benefit to you, a lot of other things will fall into place. The systems are important. Validation calls are important. Discovery days are important. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, don't buy a job, buy something that you can also feel passionate about. Right. Um, I, I think that would be, a, I mean, there's a lot more to what I just said, but that would be an overlying, um, discussion with somebody that's just looking at franchising in general, because it's a huge industry. I mean, there's, there's many different types of very valid opportunities. It's, it's,
2: it's interesting. Like, you know, listening to you talk because you know, a lot of times I guess people don't even know, you know what I mean? I, and I always say like, that's why it's great. I think sometimes to, you know, for, prospective franchisees to really do their homework, you know, whether it's listening to this podcast or going to franchise shows. Mm-hmm. I mean, as, as you're, you're describing, you know, Delta restoration services, you say, it's, it's really, it's very impressive. And I think sometimes people just don't know where it's not one of the first things that come into mind, you know, they will go into a subway and they'll say, Oh, you know, I, I think I can run one of these, but you know, right. when you, you start to do your research and you say, Whoa, this is pretty interesting. I never thought about that. It, what are some of the backgrounds of, of the people, you know, of the franchises that, that you're working with now or, or some of the new franchises coming in, Mike? I mean, it sounds like there's a little bit of diversity uh, within Delta.
3: It, it really is. I mean, you know, we we have onboarded some existing restoration firms. We talked about the chem dries and such. That, yeah. That's, that's yeah. part of it. But you know we're bringing on people that you know they they've had a a job for x number of years, or they've been in a, right. a service position, or or maybe they had a small team as a manager, so they kind of get that they have the ability to build people that will follow them. Um, so I think it's just a real mixed bag of people, but they all um, have good people skills. Um, they all see kind of what you had alluded to earlier. You know um, that that compassion part of the business is so important. Right. Um, right. and they see the, they, they see the give back and doing something like this. Um, and then they bet us against our competitors and they say, Hey, you guys have got a lot of differentiators and, and, um, uh-huh. you know, we want to be on board. So, um, yeah, I, I think, I think a lot of different backgrounds, I don't know if that's right. uh, really the requirement is it's, mm-hmm. it's more seeing the value in, in what you would be doing on a daily basis. And then. Uh, that you want to, to, to grow with any franchise you're going to, you're going to grow. You're going to learn a lot and be open to that.
2: That's great. So as, as the founder of the company, Mike, I mean, I can ask you, I mean, where do you see Delta? Um, you know, if you look into a crystal ball, maybe three to five years down the road, where do you see the organization?
3: So market build-out is great. I mean, that's mm-hmm. we're all um, destined to look at the top markets in the country. We have, right. based on how our populations are set up, we have protected areas, a little different. We have large market areas, 300-plus um, franchise units, um, and I think continuing to develop our um, – Revenue streams, there's a lot of revenue streams in a home. There's a lot of different types of catastrophes. People just think of water, but there's many other marketable areas that some of our legacy franchises have already gone into. So uh, building the brand, um, distinguishing us from our competition, which we've already done, but doing that at a national level. Uh, and then, uh, you know, be, be the best there is out there. Be, be the company that uh, kind of like the Kleenex to the Delta. Uh, you don't have Delta take care of it.
2: That's terrific.
3: What's the best way, Mike, for our listeners to
2: get more information uh, on Delta Restoration Services? Um, Do you want them to go to the website? Is is that really one of the best places to start? Yeah,
3: I I think the the website is probably the easiest place to go. Uh, Our website has a a lot of validation, a lot of interviews with our franchisees. Uh, You can also then either call us at that point, Mm -hmm. or you can fill out an online application, and somebody will contact you. That's
2: terrific. Well, I really enjoyed having you on the show, Mike, and I'd really like to invite you back you know, over the next year or two as you continue to grow because I really think Delta Restoration Services has a fantastic franchise opportunity. So I, I really look forward to speaking to you again in the future.
3: Well, thank you for having me on, Marty. It just means so much that I can continue to talk about our brand and, and who we are in our space. So again, I, I appreciate the opportunity as well.
2: This has been my pleasure, Mike, and we'll be right back with more Franchise Interviews. Coming up on segment two, you're going to hear what every franchipreneur needs to know before buying a franchise. We're going to play a clip from our popular Great Quotes in Franchising podcast right here on Franchise Interviews.
0: Are you one of those special people who are willing to go after your dreams and goals? Are you ready to fulfill that dream of owning your own business with the security of a proven brand? The opportunity to take control of your future and own a Rita's Italian Ice franchise is within your reach.
4: Rita's is seeking success-oriented individuals who are ready to make a change in their life, and Rita's offers unparalleled training and support to assure your success. And did you know the frozen treat industry is a recession-proof industry and there are Rita's in 23 states currently with 540 stores open. Rita's Italian Ice has been around for 25 years and is listed as a top performing franchise by the Wall Street Journal.
0: Now here's the really good part. Rita's Italian Ice is a unique and amazing taste treat. It's smoother than a snow cone and it combines ice with real fresh fruit. The real fruit adds dramatically to the taste, and it comes in over 40 flavors. The ice and fruit are mixed on site and made fresh daily, and it is delicious.
4: You'll want to know more about this exciting and successful franchise opportunity. Go to www.ownaritas.com and get all your questions answered. That's www.ownaritas.com to take control of your dreams and future today. You don't want to wait any longer to be a part of this adventure. www.ownaritas.com
1: Franchisers, are you looking to reach aspiring entrepreneurs looking to buy a franchise? Are you looking to reach a highly educated audience on franchising? For over eight years, Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship through our website, FranchiseInterviews.com, where you can hear and read interviews as well as get tips from some of the most successful sources in franchising. Our weekly franchise radio show, where each week you get to hear a new interview with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts, and attorneys, and our podcast, Great Quotes in Franchising. For more information, go to FranchiseInterviews.com or call us at 610-905-2919. That's 610-905-2919.
0: Today's great quote in franchising is being brought to you by... Franchise Teacher.
4: Would you like to know how to franchise your concept or grow your franchise business?
0: Meet the experts at Franchise Teacher.
4: The goal of Franchise Teacher is to teach, coach, consult and advise. The team of experts at Franchise Teacher will evaluate your business model and present you with a winning business strategy.
0: Franchise Teacher will help you decide whether or not your concept works and if it's franchisable. Franchise Teacher is proud to have over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors.
4: Franchise Teacher are developers of over a dozen franchise systems which include brick and mortar as well as home-based concepts of nearly 3,000 combined franchise locations.
0: Whether you need to add more units or get more customers, Franchise Teacher can help. We will teach.
4: Franchise Teacher will help you learn our proven system. Coach. Franchise Teacher will help you provide a game plan to succeed. Consult. Franchise Teacher will make sure you stay on track.
0: And advise.
4: Franchise Teacher will help you learn from our over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Take advantage of our free, no-obligation phone consultation. Simply go to FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032.
0: That's FranchiseTeacher.com or Call us at
2: 561-385-3032. Hi everyone, this is Marty McDermott, the president of Franchise Interviews and welcome to another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising, reach podcast you get to hear a great quote in franchising. You know, we've been hosting Franchise Interviews many years now, and during that time we've had some incredible quotes and lessons on our show. And if you go to our About Us page on FranchiseInterviews.com, you'll take notice on why we started the podcast and radio show Franchise Interviews, and it suggests that every business has a story. And that's really been our experience in doing all these podcasts and radio shows. Every show we do, You'll notice that every franchisor or every franchisee has an amazing story related to franchising. Today's Great Quote in Franchising podcast comes from Tony Luffy. Tony Luffy is the Chief Executive Officer of the Marlowe Investment Group. The Marlowe Investment Group are franchise owners of some very popular franchise systems, such as Little Caesars, Sizzler, Jack in the Box, Arby's, Church's Chicken, and most recently, Sears Appliance and Hardware Stores. Tony talks about the difference between opportunity and regret there's another great quote uh, relating to opportunity and again, we talk a lot about opportunity on our weekly radio show it said that luck is when opportunity needs preparation but let's hear what Tony says about the difference between opportunity and regret
5: that we've been able to do in a, on a large scale
2: it's it's amazing. If you go back to the beginning, Tony, I mean, were your goals <clears> – <throat> I mean, today, I mean, you're, you're as large as like 200-plus units. But, I mean, back then, I mean, when you go back to the beginning, I mean, w- w- was that your goal in the beginning, or was this kind of like a, just like a natural progression over time?
5: It's both. Um, so, really, when, when I – in the early 90s, when I finally became a partner, a 10% partner of a small company, I, I wanted, wanted to get to 50 units before I turned 50. So I don't know if that goal was really feasible in my head, but that was the dream. Um, yeah. But the goal the, the the most important part of it was I wanted to be an entrepreneur, I wanted to be independent, and I wanted oh. to allow my ability to manage people and work with people to to develop into something that was bigger. I didn't know the size. Uh, nor did I plan for it to be a, you know, a number of revenue, whether it's $10 million or $5 million, whatever it was. Right, it was right. really finding a way to make a living and support my family, at the same time satisfying my personal need, which is to be an entrepreneur. Um, and, and really, once that took place, it was more about the opportunities that came our way. And I always uh-huh. say the difference between opportunity and regret is being ready. So if you're ready, you see the opportunity as an opportunity. Otherwise, you spend a lifetime regretting the fact that you missed the opportunity. So so to me, it's about being ready. And I've always worked so hard to make sure that we are ready for whenever that opportunity came our way.
2: That's fantastic. We have this um, <clears throat> Great Quotes and Franchising uh, podcast. We're going we're gonna to put that quote in there, Tony, if you don't mind. I, I think that's, that's very powerful. Maybe we could talk a little bit about um, your company. I mean, the Marlow Investment Group. I mean, the... If you'd like to hear that whole interview with Tony Luffy, all you have to do is go to FranchiseInterviews.com, and you can go to our Franchises Listed Alphabetically page and simply go to the Marlowe Investment Group, and you can hear that whole interview. Um, We have that interview also in our About Us page, and you can go to Franchise Interviews by Category as well, and go under the Food category because that's where most of Tony's franchises are um, located within his portfolio. And lastly, we'd just like to thank everyone for making this podcast such a tremendous success. It's amazing how many people People have listened to the podcast over the years. So um, it's really been wonderful. And we'll see you again soon with another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising from Franchise Interviews. Take care,
1: everyone. Franchise Interviews. From Eastern Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews.